we're here today on Common Sense with the Bishop. And in the midst of global hysteria and panic and turmoil, I want to give you a voice today that can bring some perspective to this whole pandemic. And maybe just share with you a little lesson that I learned in sports as an athlete at Georgia Tech, and that was no pain, no gain. Everything that happened great to me academically or athletically at Georgia Tech was always due to the suffering that I went through. And I learned that the suffering that I did, that I embraced, which we'll talk to about, we'll talk about in a second, was what allowed me to go to the national championships. It allowed me to set the records at Georgia Tech that nobody had ever attained to those places before. It was a direct proportion of the suffering brought out the best in me. If you look in general at who the coronavirus mostly attacks, it's elderly people, those with pre-existing conditions. Of course, smokers are people that are very, very prone to get it. And in a world of people who have progressively not taken care of themselves, not watched what they've eaten, not had physical uh, discipline and exercise program, this virus has become very brutal. But I have contact with men and women all over the earth and those that are in good shape, goes, those that are eat well, regardless of age, even if they get it, it's like a week long. And it's sort of like the flu. And they're over it. God made our bodies to be able to suffer, to be attacked, and to overcome. My good friend Rob Owens is a couple of years older than me, and he's closing in on 70 years old. And uh, he's a man that uh, one of the things he did last year was he ran seven marathons on seven continents in seven days. How is this possible? It's a man who decided, what I'll do is I'll keep my body a temple of the Holy Spirit. I'll eat right. I'll do right. This this man of God, his wife was a flight attendant for American Airlines, and her flights go to China and back, and she brought back the virus. And guess what? Inside of a week, he was fine. I'm here to tell you, that God made us to be overcomers. Now, check that. He made us to be more than overcomers. I think that we watch so many infomercials that say to us, if you'll just take this exercise machine, if you'll buy it, you'll look like this. Well, what they have not told you is that you have to suffer on that machine to look like that. Um. If you just take these pills, if you just have this operation, God has a right and an order. He said that, that the kingdom is taken by violence and the violent take it by force. 
there is a struggle. There is a journey. If you want to rule and reign with me, you've got to learn to suffer with me. Um, My coach used to say when he would get us all in the weight room, he would say, if you want to primp, you're going to have to pump. In other words, if you want to not be ashamed when you take your shirt off to go swimming, uh, if you really want to succeed, you have to not only accept suffering, but embrace it. I look at the people, I did a study today on the people that try to take shortcuts, um, steroid use. One of the greatest defensive linemen in the NFL ever in history, Lyle Alzado. He died a horrific death because of steroid use. I could go on and on with many of our greatest leaders who who decided to take a shortcut instead of really paying the price to suffer. My coach would say to me, there's no place to hide on Saturday. Now, in track and field, it's not like basketball or football or soccer. There's no, it's just you. If you've suffered, it shows up on Saturday. No team to hide behind. And really in life, yes, we have the body of Christ. Yes, we have our brothers and sisters. But they can't do the suffering you need to do for yourself. The word of God says that Jesus suffered the pain and the shame and that he endured the cross. Get this, for the joy set before him. (laughs) When I go out to ride my bike with my wife, um, if I'm not going to, if I'm not going to ride 20 miles, there's no need to even go out there in the first place. I I've set my mind that I love how I feel when I exhaust myself. I remember Vince Lombardi saying, there's no greater feeling than laying down on the field after you have exhausted every muscle, every part of your body. And you're looking up at the sky going, I can't even move. But you know that you won. You did the best that you could do. Now, if you learn to embrace suffering, does that mean that you're going to win all the time? No. No, I have a great story for that. Um, My desire when I went Division I college athletics was I wanted to set the records and the events they signed me for. And I wanted to go to the national championship. And so now it was my senior year. It was my last chance to attain those things. I was at the United States Track and Field Federation meet in Mobile, Alabama. And there I was with the greatest runners from around the world. And in college, runners from all over the world come to the U.S. to get an education for free because athletics would pay for it. And so I got in the blocks. We were in the finals in the 60-yard high hurdles. And the gun fired and shot off. And I got the best start of my life. I jumped out ahead of everybody. And I went over the first hurdle in the lead. There's only five hurdles at 60 yards. The, The race is over in a little over seven seconds. And by the time I got to the second hurdle, two guys had caught me. To make a long story short, by the time I got to the last hurdle, 
another guy and me were fighting for last place. I had never finished last in my life, ever. I went across the finish line, and my coach, who was not a very emotional man at all, he came up and he grabbed me and he went, Swilly, great race. And I said, Coach, are you drinking or, or have you had some kind of substance that has uh, made you not realize what's really going on right now? I came in last. And he said, Dwayne, you just ran against the five fastest guys in the world. The guy next to you was Danny Smith from FSU was, that was the world record holder. Then there was a guy from Michigan State that was the Big Ten champion, a guy from University of Southern Cal that was the Pac-10 champion, and two guys from the SEC that were number one and number two in the world. He said, you just broke the school record and you just qualified for the national championships. You realize a lot of times you get discouraged because you think it's about competition and it's about performance. With my body... And with the, with the abilities that God gave me, I ran the fastest race I possibly could. Uh, and I accomplished what I'd always come to accomplish. It's suffering that I believe makes you special. Um, I go back to the story of Corey Ten Boone. Her and her sister were sequestered in a concentration camp under the Nazi regime. And they were tortured. They, every day, was this the day they were going to get sent to the gas chamber? Was this the day that they were going to be murdered and killed? And in the midst of that, her, her sister died. When she came out of that concentration camp, by the grace of God, she began to be a world leader. People all over the world wanted to hear her speak. She brought hundreds of thousands of people to Jesus Christ because her suffering became her medal of honor. What is it that makes us respect people? Their natural abilities are, are uh, things that they were just born with. No. Well, you say, well, what about somebody like Michael Jordan? People that say, that, that watched Michael Jordan, they said they would rather, his teammates said the games were easier than the practices. He wanted to win so bad, to do his best so bad. Every game, every practice was the NBA Finals. If you want people's respect, be willing to pay the price whether they're watching or whether they're not watching. A great friend of mine that was principal of the largest private Christian, Christian school in the state of Georgia taught me this. He said, you teach more in your unguarded moments than all of your prepared text you'll ever share. Suffering is what makes you strong, makes your character strong. It's what makes you consistent. It's what makes you not panic. When that moment of truth comes, I grew up in a ministry where uh, my uncle was the kingdom of God's version of General Patton. Uh, there was not a week that went by where there was not a public correction of me 
some type of humiliation of me. And thousands of people in our church would watch that. Little did I know until years later, the people would say, we watched you. And we were so impressed with the strength you had to take that correction. Little did I know that what that built in me was an ability to lead what at that time was the largest youth ministry in America. And I never had a problem with any of the young people ever questioning my authority. Can you imagine that? Thousands of young people and no problem with rebellion. Because the suffering that I went through being discipled by a very strong leader had driven the rebellion out of me. Therefore, it wasn't in the people I discipled. Your motivation has to be to build yourself up, not to impress other people, but because you know it's what's right and what you need to be to be the man or woman God's called you to be. All of this was really stirred up in me by my son-in-law when he told me uh, there were two things, two philosophies that went throughout the Marines as they were training. And son, the first one was what? Uh, we used to just always say to embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. And the suck yeah. is? It's the suffering. It's the it's the pain. The It's the growth process. The growth process, you know, that hurts. <laughs> you said to me something that's so incredible. Tell, tell me what you said. You could take an 18-year-old guy. And if you take an 18 year old, uh -huh. you give him all the knowledge, yes. um, all the skills, yeah. all the abilities, right. the ability to shoot and everything like that of a Marine, right. um, he would be worthless to the Marine Corps. Worthless. Because he had not been through suffering. <laughs> now, it didn't say endure the suffering. It didn't say tolerate the suffering. It didn't say understand the importance of it. It said Embrace. I need. Go ahead. I have to have it. Mandatory thing. It's it's not enjoyable unless you you, you choose to enjoy it. You, it will hurt. Uh, but the same thing with Jesus. He saw the joy pass across. Exactly. And if your your end goal, if your cause, yep, is bigger than your obstacles, the obstacles are irrelevant. Oh my God. Say that just one more time. Listen to this today. If you got, if you get this one thing, you the common sense with the bishop's worth it. Say that again. If your cause and purpose and goals, yeah, are bigger than any obstacle can be, then all the obstacles and problems are completely irrelevant. <laughs> They're just something to go through. There's something to overcome. Suffering without a cause is just foolish. Uh, doing something stupid and you suffer for it, that's not regal, it's not royal, and it's not going to bring you any legacy. The second thing that was, pre was prevalent mm -hmm. in your instructors teaching you in the Marines, that second principle was what? Uh, to suffer in silence. Why important? 
most of the time, people bring attention to their suffering. Uh-huh. Um, it's either a victim mentality, uh, and they want people to see how hard it is for them. Um, but the reality is, especially in marine training or really anywhere in the world, your suffering is not new. It's not a novelty. It's you're not the first one to go through it. You're not the first one. You're not the last one. And uh, so you bringing attention to yourself most of the time, especially in the Marines, brought more trouble on yourself. Well, I I, I watched the last twenty years of tennis. Mm-hmm. Now before that. You never heard people groan and grunt when they hit the ball. Ah! 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 The greatest women and men tennis players you never heard. It was so focused. All of that suffering, all of that, they bottled up, they focused like a laser focus to achieve something. Uh, And I think it's hard to concentrate on the game now, from all of the grunts and the yells and the complaining to the referees, um, I buried my dad this past August, and I watched uh, cancer go from his colon to his liver to his lymph nodes take his life. Josh, you, you saw him three or four times during different parts of that. I never heard him suffer. And mom would not, mom would not allow him to take the pain medication that the doctor had given him. Yeah. He would just sit there and I go, dad, how are you doing? Cancer stage four for, I watched the last eight months of his life, stage four cancer. And I never watched him say anything. There's a mentality and it's not just Marines. It's as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Suffering, the suffering I've gone through in my little 67 years is what's made me the man I am today. Um, it makes me value things. I know what it's like not to have money. I know what it was like early in our marriage when I was flipping houses and it would be a long time in between paydays and there was no food in the house. I know what that's like. Um, Because I know that, it's like Paul said, I know what it's like to be hungry. I know what it's like to be fed. I know what it's like to be celebrated. I know what it's like to be hated. The principle is suffering cannot be a distraction because if you lose your focus, you lose your dream. I'm not going to be distracted by it. It's a given. Um, Yesterday, I had a great back ride two years ago. Yesterday, I woke up and my knee, my right knee was hurting. And I went, you know what? That's That's just part of life. I'll walk it off today. I walk enough today. It warms up enough. It'll be fine. Guess what? It's fine. There's no pain and I'm going to go ride today. Habakkuk 2 2 says, Write down the vision. Make it plain. All who read it will be able to run with it. Though it tarry for a while, don't worry. It shall surely come to pass. If God has told you something's going to happen, let me tell you two things that's going to happen. There's going to be suffering, and it's going to come to pass. There's going to be suffering. There's going to 
it's going to come to pass. Joshua and I were talking yesterday, and I'm concluding. He was talking to me yesterday, and he said, how come is it that we've gotten where so many people teach in Christianity that you believe if you're doing God's will, it's going to be easy? All the obstacles are taken out. The suffering is out. If you're obedient, it's smooth sailing. I don't know where you get that in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. I believe that when God tells you to do something, he'll open a door. When God tells you to do something, he'll give you a confirmation, not 20. Uh, Got to believe him at some point. (laughs) Yeah, you really do have to believe him at some point and step out. This is, this is a, this is something that I learned to do in clothes shopping. I go in and before I try anything on, I look at the price. Yeah. And when I see that price, I go, this would not look good on me. There's no need for me to put it on. No. Nah. Because I'm not going to suffer as much as I've suffered to earn my money to, to put that on a coat. Yeah. To put that. No. There's a price tag for everything. There's no such thing as free, a free lunch. There's no, there's no such thing. Everything has a price tag. And anything of value has the price tag of suffering. And that is just common sense with the bishop.